by the grace of God, last week we ended um, draw. We ended draw last week. And I'm believing God that he would give us a word that would take us into the next level of our walk with him. Every Tuesday when we gather, what we are doing, or every Tuesday and every Sunday when we gather, and every Saturday when we gather, the aim, the vision, the plan, the direction is to draw closer to him, is to push us closer to his presence, is to get our relationship better, is to ensure that by the time we walk out of his presence, we are better than we came, is to make sure that our relationship gets richer and stronger and lasting with him. Amen? Amen. Wonderful. So as we go on, if you check your Christian life and you are not seeing that it's getting better, it's getting stronger, it's getting um, um, more purposeful, you should check it. You should check it and be sure what you are doing. Hallelujah. All right. So, like I said, any time we meet, the plan is to move God's people closer to God, is to get us to, to, to get a better relationship with him. So today and the next few weeks that we are going to be um, um, looking at this passage that I'm going to start working with, I believe that it is also to draw us closer to his presence. The title of the message I'm preaching or the series that I'm hoping to work with is... Um, Open secret. That's the, that's the title. Open secret. Open secret. Open secret. We've done draw. Now we are going to open secret. Open secret. Open secret. Open secret. It's a secret, but it's open. An open secret is a secret that's not hidden. Oh, she's pregnant, didn't you know? I didn't know. Ah, it's an open secret. This one, everybody knows it. It's something that, that everybody is supposed to know. So if you don't know it, ah, we are shocked that you didn't know that. It's an open secret. It's an open secret. There are certain things that now you, you hear on, on um, social media, and when you talk to somebody and, and the person doesn't know, it's like, ah, this, this is an open secret. It's an open secret. It's something that is done in secret. It's something that is mystical. It's something that is not so common, but it is open. And the way it is, everybody knows it or everybody must know it. But what happens usually is that even though it's an open secret, not everybody knows it. So there are certain things in the Bible and certain principles in the Bible that fall into that category. They are open secrets, but not everybody even knows it. And they are open secret, not just an open secret, but it's an open secret that can lead you into blessing. It's an open secret that, that people pray about, people fast about, people do a lot of things for, but it's an open secret. In fact, I have come to see from studying that, those passages that if we just go according to what the Bible says, we may not have to pray for a lot of things. Because there are certain things that are open secrets. God has put it there plainly that if you do A, B, and C, I will do A, B, and C. It's an open secret, 
but most people don't even think about it. Don't consider it. Don't know it. Don't see it. Even some people hear it, they know it, they see it, but no, 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 this one is not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. Uh, an open secret like John 3.16 For God so loved the world. It's an open secret. John 3.16 is an open secret. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It's an open secret. So if, if you want to be saved, you are not now going to um, a pastor to bath you for salvation. You are not now going to a pastor to prophesy on you for salvation. You, are not, you need salvation. It's an open secret. It's an open secret. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. If, if, if you don't have anybody who loves you, you don't have anybody, and you feel that I, nobody loves me, nobody cares about me, nobody thinks about me, it is because you don't believe the word that you read in John 3.16, that for God so loved the world. It's an open secret. If God so loved the world, then I cannot be crying that nobody loves me, because God so loved the world. It's an open secret. We read it every day. We hear it every day. We check on it every day. But we don't receive it because it's too simple. And most open secrets are like that. If you do A, B, and C, you'll be able to get this one. Mm. It's not too easy. It's not too simple. So we will never accept it. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever, whoever believes in him. Whoever believes in him. Is, is, is it that simple? So not perish. But I'm perishing. Because you don't believe in him. Is it that simple? It's an open secret. In fact, this particular verse is one of the most common verses. Another open secret that I've seen. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's an open secret. Everybody knows it. Everybody reads it. Believers and unbelievers. In fact, what happens sometimes is that people even use it for protection. Open um, Psalm 23, put it on your, on your pillow and sleep. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So I need a shepherd, I open the Bible and put it by me. It's an open secret. But we are not able to accept it. It's an open secret. There are a lot of open secrets in the word that we, 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 that we overlook, we trivialize, we don't understand, we don't work with it, and so we don't get the benefit. And so for some time, I'm believing God that I'll be able to speak about some of these open secrets and how we can use the keys that are hidden in these open secrets to begin to get things to start running the way they must run so that it does not remain an open secret to us, but it becomes a working tool for us to use to become what God has purposed for us to be. Are you understanding me? So today I'll start with um, um, another passage. These are just examples. I'm just introducing I'm just introducing it. I'm believing God that next week I'll be able to go a bit deeper and go a bit deeper and go a bit deeper so that you get it, you get it very well. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25. Let's start from there. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25. Tonight I'll not be long at all. So concentrate. Otherwise you'll miss it. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25. 
The Bible says that, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. But that is one of the main things that we do. We worry about our lives. We worry. We worry. Expect warrior. We worry about our life. When you see somebody and you see the way they have made their face, you know that this man is worried about so many things. About so many things. Whether this thing will work, whether this one will go well, whether this one will happen, whether my child will do this, whether my business will do this. whether We are so worried. But the Bible says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry. Don't ask me that if I don't worry about my life, what will I do? I will tell you what you do. But I want you to know some open secrets that are in the Bible. Open secrets. When I began to read this particular passage, I was asking God that, what title should I use? Where am I going with this one? Then he whispered to me, it's an open secret. I said, open secret. I don't even, look, when I came out, my wife said, is the message? I said, I don't know. I just know a, a passage that God has told me about. But I don't even understand what he's talking about. So this John 3.16 and Psalm 23, he just told me here that these are open secrets that are working, but people don't understand it. They are open secrets. They are open secrets. They are open secrets. Open secrets. It's not hidden. It's not hidden. And most of the things that God is dealing with us on, they are not hidden truths. They are open secrets. They are open. And even the people in the world are using it. They use it. I have actually seen even unbelievers using um, the, the Psalm 23 more than believers. They use it. They use it. You know the, the tasbah, that thing that they have sown, small thing like that. that they, sometimes even um, um, Psalm 23 is what they tear and then they fold into that thing and sow it. Yes. As their protection. The amulets and things that they use. Sometimes it's a psalm. Psalm 91. Psalm 23. And they are using it. Because <laughs> it's an open secret. It's just that the people that the thing was written to, they don't see it. They don't value it. They don't understand it. They don't need it. Therefore, I say to you, do not. Do not worry. Do not worry. Also, you should not worry. You should not worry. You should not worry. I used to, I used to be a professional warrior. I used to be a professional. Hey, when I don't have money, when I don't have money, at a certain date in the month, When I know that something is coming to happen, I will need money. Hey, worry. Nobody speaks in the house. Nobody speaks to me. Nobody. Your temperature rises quickly. Because that open secret was not open to me. That open secret was not open to me. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Then he goes on to say, what you will eat or what you will drink. Nor about your body what you will put on. So God has put two things in perspective here. He says that don't worry about food and don't worry about clothing. What that also tells me is that these 
are the two main areas that people worry a lot. Food. Clothing. Food. Clothing. What does it mean? If you want to do well in this life and in business, concentrate and think about food and clothing because it is something that people think about a lot. The whole world. This is their major headache. And that's what the Bible is pointing us to. That everybody is worried about food, water, clothing. Shelter has not come. But the main ones that the Bible talks about, food and clothing. Food and clothing. How will I look? How can I look nice? What will I eat? What will I eat? What will I drink? How will I look healthy? How will I look sharp? How will I look nice? So I realized that even Jesus Christ, he understood that the two places that people can worry about is this place. If you want to make money from people. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So he's saying that life is bigger than food, is bigger than clothing, is bigger than the things that we are seeing. So don't worry too much about these things that are not so important. Don't worry about it. Don't become a professional warrior about food, about drink, about clothing, what I will wear, what I will eat, what I will do, what I would have, when it will happen, all those things. It's an open secret. It's an open secret. So, I'm reading from my Bible. I like it here too. Do, do, not, do not worry too much about your life and all these things. Then he says, don't worry, I'll go back there. But let me, let me continue. I'll, I'll, I've seen some revelation here. I'll, I'll continue. Verse 26. Verse 26. Continue. Look at the birds of the air. Look at the birds of the air. Look at the birds of the air. Yesterday or the day before, I went to a place and I saw a bird. Very beautiful bird. Red, yellow, black. Small, beautiful bird. I looked at the bird. I said, hey. I saw this verse immediately. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet, your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? So the first verse we read says that don't worry about food, don't worry about water, don't worry about what you wear. Life is more important than these things. Then this one says, look at the birds. Look at the birds. Look at the birds. Look at the birds. I am preaching this message especially after this season that we have seen. So that we will stop worrying about what is coming next. What's going to happen? Where are we going from here? Are things going to get better? Are things going to get worse? Stop worrying. Look at the beds of the... I have not seen any bed sitting down thinking, what am I going to eat? Where am I going? Have you, have you seen... My wife says, have you seen any bed wearing nose masks before? I mean, look at the beds of the air. We are saying that this thing is airborne. 
but the birds are also airborne. And they have not bought that. I don't know. I, well, I'm not in the bed kingdom, but maybe their nose mask is invisible. But we are professional warriors. Professional warrior. Look at the beds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't gather into bands. Yet, yet, your heavenly father feeds them. Your heavenly father feeds them. God has a way of taking care of birds. Birds who don't work. Birds who don't sow. Birds who don't reap. Birds who don't gather. Let's stop fighting. Let's stop beating ourselves too much. We know how to beat ourselves into thinking that because we are not sowing and because we are not reaping, things are not going to work well for us. Where did you see the birds sowing and reaping? That's what the Bible is asking. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands. What the Bible is saying is that you, you, <laughs> the bird doesn't have the energy to do the things that we all talk about that you must do before you earn. But the bird still earns their keep. They are still eating, they are still drinking because someone is providing for them. And the Bible is saying that are you not of more value than they? Are you telling me? Are you telling me that the baller bed is more valuable than you? I have not read the Bible which says that the beds of the air were made in the image of God. But you were made in his image. Obviously, you must be more important. So if the beds don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into bands, yet he takes care of them if we are more important or more valuable than they, then we are qualified to be taken care of. Are you in the church? I'm talking about an open secret. Feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Verse 27. Which of you, by worrying, which of you, which of you, which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his toucher. Which of you? Which of you? Which of you? Which of you by worrying? Hello? Which of you by worrying? Look at this verse. Let me show you another verse that I saw. Job 38, 41. Job 38, 41. Job 38, 41. Before we come here. Who provides food for the raven when its young ones cry to God and wonder about for lack of food? Who provides food? Who provides food for the raven when its young ones cry to God? So if God provides for the ravens, why would he not provide for you? If God provides for the raven, who provides for food for the raven? Who provides food for the raven? When its young ones cry to God. Who will provide food for you when your young children begin to cry to God? Who will provide for us when we, God's young children, begin to cry unto him for help and for support? Who provides food for the raven when its young ones cry to God and wonder about for lack of food? Let's go back. Let's go back. Verse 27. 
Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Worry. So the Bible is saying that stop worrying. Stop worrying. You have worried to the point where your, your, your face is now looking older than your real age. When we look at your real age, you, you are even older than, you, your face looks older than your real age. 25-year-old sister that we are looking at marrying. The only people who come around you are 45, 52. Because you have worried yourself into 42. Meanwhile, we are Kola. Young guy. Anytime you propose to some young lady, says, oh, I'm, I'm too young for you. Meanwhile, you are 28. You are looking 42 already. Because we worry. We worry. Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Which of you? Which of you by worrying? Which of you by crying? Which of you by being disturbed? Which of you by sitting down and thinking so much? Which of you, Pastor Ebi, which of you can add anything to your height by worrying? You have worried for 20 years. What have you added to your life? You have worried for 10 years. What have you added to your life? You have worried for 15 years. What have you added? You have worried since you finished school. You have been worrying. When you were in your final year, you began to worry. What will happen after school? What will happen? What will happen? Will I marry? Will I find a woman? Would I get a job? Would I do this? You, you, we have become professionals at worrying. Worrying. We worry. We just worry. We just worry. And I know others who, who take other people's worry and take it for themselves. They just want to worry. They just, yeah, worry, worry contractor. And then of course, hmm, me, 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 hey, who bring who? Who did jam me? Leave your, leave your troubles for me. Which of you by worrying? So the Bible says that stop worrying. Don't worry. It's not needed. Then twenty-seven says, which of you by worrying? So, so Jesus actually asking straightforward questions. By worrying, what have you achieved? By worrying, what have you added? By worrying, what have you, what have you managed to do? It's depression that you have got. It's sorrow that comes. It's distancing from people that comes. It's running away that comes. It's I don't want to be close to God that comes. I know people, immediately they get into worry. I can't come to church because... Some things are not going well for me, so I want to take my time and worry for some time in the house before. They won't put it that way, but that's what they do. I, I, I want to stay away for some time. To do what? To worry. They will tell you that to pray. But this, I mean, in church and at home, where would you find it easier to pray? Ah. So I won't come to church. I want to be at home. Because there are certain issues that I'm dealing with. One day, a few years ago, a few years ago, um, we declared a fast in the church. 
And then, as we declared the fast, I sent a message to one, one guy in the church about some ministry work. The person did not respond. After a couple of weeks, I called the person for a meeting. I said, I didn't see my message. I saw, my, I saw your message. So why didn't you respond? I'm battling. I'm, I'm battling. I'm, I'm, I'm battling. So I didn't want to respond to your message because I'm battling. I'm war- these, are, these are the people. They are professional warriors. I'm, I'm battling. I'm, I'm battling. And it sounds very nice that I'm battling. It's like, it's like you, 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 the pastor, you, you don't know what is going on. Me, I'm battling. So I cannot be responding to your messages. Me, me, I have declared the fast. They, they are battling. And we are not serious. <laughs> I'm David in the house. They are battling. We, we are in the house looking over the uh, fence. Hey, church people are wild though. Which of you by battling can add one cubit to your stature? Which of you by worrying, by worrying, I'm so worried, I'm so worried, I don't know what will happen to my wife, I'm so worried, I don't know what will happen to my children, I'm so worried. If you don't know what will happen to your children, why do you worry? If you don't know what will happen to your business, why worry? I mean, if you knew that the business was going to crash, then if you are worrying, I can understand. If you knew that your marriage was not going to work and you worry, I can understand. But if you are saying that, I don't know what is going to happen. So why are you worried? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going. So why are you worried? And the Bible is saying that which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Verse 28. 28. Continue quickly. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil nor spin have you seen the lilies shama lilies 22 lilies akra lilies tema lilies oh, there are, are lilies in the area <laughs> why do you worry about clothing consider the lilies of the field if you don't if you don't know lilies go to the internet you'll find lilies how they grow, they neither, they neither toil or spin. Verse 29. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. I'm talking about open secret. I'm talking about open secret. Now let's stop worrying. Let's stop worrying. Rohi Church. Let's stop worrying. Facebook church members, stop worrying. What's going to happen during the elections? What's going to happen to our country? What's going to happen to our president? What's going to happen to um, COVID-19? What's going to happen to this? What's going to happen to that? Stop worrying. And yet I say to you that Solomon, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. If God takes care of the grass of the field, which doesn't preach. If God takes care of the grass in the field, which does not clap. 
If God takes care of the grass in the field, which does not shout and dance and skip. If God takes care of the grass of the field, which doesn't do anything. If God takes care of the grass in the field, which does not give offering. If God takes care of the grass in the field, which does not um, do evangelism. Which does not sing. Doesn't pray. Doesn't dance. Doesn't do any of these things. If God clothes the grass of the field, takes care of them, protects them, ensures that they are beautiful and they are looking well and things are working for the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown in the oven. Today is, tomorrow is no more. Somebody walks on the grass, the grass is gone. Somebody cuts the grass, is gone. Somebody sprays the grass, is gone. The rain stops, stops falling for some time. The grass is dry, it's gone. The grass is today and tomorrow is gone. Will he not much more clothe you? And then he adds that top up. Oh, you of little faith. Meaning that those who worry, little faith. Little faith. Little faith makes you worry. Little faith makes you think. Little faith makes you cry. Little faith makes you wonder. Little faith makes you always worried. Little faith doesn't allow you to sleep. Little faith gives you palpitations of the heart. Little faith makes you, make you sweat when you are sleeping. Little faith gives you heart attacks in the night. Little faith. Will I be able to pay my rent? Little faith. Will I be able to buy food? Little faith. Will I have shirt to wear? Little faith. Will my children grow up well? Little faith. Will these things work? Little faith. Little faith. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Oh, you of little faith. Can we grow our faith a little? Can we trust God a little? Can we depend on God a little? Can we draw closer and see the kind of God that we are following a little so that we can understand that if God so clothes the grass that today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, you. Verse 31. So he's going on to say that, stop worrying. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Do not worry. This thing, this passage is about, do not worry. Do not worry. Do not. It's about, it's like Jesus has seen that the people around him were worried. The people were always worried. Were always thinking. Were always worried. Anytime they came to him, it was one worry after another. Some people, their prayer is a prayer of worry. Anytime they go to the, they go to God, it's a worrying prayer. What are we doing? God, where is God? Where are we going? God, what is happening? God, why isn't this happening? Why God is it? He says, Stop worrying. Stop worrying. So sometimes I feel that we even pray prayers that are out of His will because it's a worrying prayer. It's a prayer of a worried man. It's a cry of a worried woman. Who is sitting down? It's not a prayer of a faith-filled woman or a faith-filled man. It's a prayer of a worried person. But that prayer 
can be said the same way with faith that father i thank you that you clothe the grass if you took care of the grass and you take care of the birds and you take care of the this and you take care of this one i believe in the god that i serve that i am better than the grass i am better than the flowers i am better than this i am better than that and i don't have to worry you will take care of me you took care of the birds of the field you took care of the grass the lilies were taken care of by you i know you will take care of me you said i shouldn't worry so today i come before you without a care without a worry i want to say that i trust in you i believe in you i have faith in you that this situation will not be the one that will bring me down i am coming out of this situation i'm going to get good results things are going to get better because my life is weight is hid with christ in you and i know that i live and move and have my being in you i thank you lord that by your faith that you have invested in me i can believe in you and your word that i don't have to worry and that you would take care of me you are a god that answers prayer i am before you by faith i am not before you as a worried son i am before you as a faith-filled son our prayers have become prayers of worry will it work will i marry will a man choose me will a woman say yes to me will i be able to pay my rent will i be able to build my house will i be able to put food on the table will i be able to get a shirt for my children to wear would i be able to would i be able to would i be able to he says do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear eat drink where the birds don't do that the flowers don't do that the grass doesn't do that so how can we that are created in his image are always so worried so worried so disturbed so why anytime you see somebody sitting down and they are quiet it's not because they are in prayer but they are worried they are worried is it going to work when you see a man with a pregnant woman he's worried is she going to deliver and come back home or she's going to die i mean we are always worried about one thing or another that god as if god is not god enough to take care of us meanwhile you may take your seats meanwhile my sons my my biological sons don't ever worry they don't ever worry my children my biological children don't ever worry not because their fathers have or their father has or their parents have they just know that it is not in their hands to do anything to change their destiny it is not about the fact that the old man can do it or he cannot do it it's not about the fact that the old man can do it or cannot do it it's about the fact that in my hands i have no power to do anything in my hands i cannot pay my fees in my hands i cannot build anything in my hands i can't do much so what i can do is what i do if i have to study i study if i have to eat i eat if i have to drink i do if i have to go i go if i have to come i come it is not in my power to worry about my school fees because i cannot do it anyway if if i worry it's not in my power to build a house because i cannot do it if i worry i don't have to worry about these things this is the thing that the bible is saying that if we can operate like little children if we can operate like little children we can please god better than we are pleasing him now we are operating like adults when it comes to the things of god you need too much
We are operating like, it's like we are God's co-equals. We are God's mates. The thing that God is supposed to worry about is the thing that we are worried about. So we worry for God. And God is sitting down and is thinking that, ah, since when did I begin to share my seat with these people? Since when did I give them my seat? That now they are worrying and I'm not worried. It's like Pastor Prosper. It's like your children worrying more than you. It's like your children more disturbed about accommodation than you. They cannot. It doesn't cross their mind. No. They don't know the date of rent payment. They don't know the date of electricity payment. Jitowe, does he know when we pay rent? He know when we buy water? Does he know when you buy fuel? Does he, does he sit in the car and worry that, hey, would he buy fuel? Or, or are we going home? Or are we? No, it, it, it's not a bother for him. He's just sitting in the car playing. When you are worried about traffic, you are worried about somebody crossing you, you are worried about somebody trying to enter your car, you are worried about somebody hitting your car, they are in the car playing. They are playing and sometimes it gets even annoying. Can't they see that we are very, very serious and we are concentrating on the road and they must be quiet, quiet a bit? No. You. That is how God expects you to operate. Enjoy the journey. Laugh on the journey. Dance on the journey. Talk to your brothers on the journey. Be excited about the journey. Look into the window and say, hey, this place is nice. So look out of this window and say, this place is nice. So that is how children operate when their parents are carrying them. How come you have taken over the position of the parent and then you are worrying on behalf of God? Since when did your name begin with Elohim? Since when did you become Yahweh? Since when did you become El Shaddai? Since when? Since when did you become God? That now, you are the one to worry for him. When he says that, therefore do not worry. 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 Jesus knew that that is one major problem that we have. Worry. And I used to be there. I'm telling you. I used to worry. I used to worry. Till the open secret became open to me. Then I stop worrying. So sometimes, when I begin to outline the list of issues I have to deal with, my wife is like, hey! Because I hardly, you hardly see me worried about food, clothing, what to eat. No. It will come. It will happen. It must happen. I have learned to trust in him. Therefore, do not worry. Just, no, sometimes I look at my children and I say that this is how I must behave with God. This is how I must behave with God. And so sometimes I study a lot from that little girl. She has no care. Doesn't care about anything. Doesn't think about anything. I want this. I want that. I want this. I heard that your son said you are buying a plane for them. Yeah. It's not a problem. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It must come to the house. That's all. There's, there's no, there's no, hey, what's the price? Can you check? We, we are the ones who check the prices. But 
Children don't check prices. Not children. I am a child. I'm, I'm not God's parent. I'm God's child. I am not supposed to be thinking for him. He is supposed to be checking the price list and all these things. I, I remember some years ago, I was talking to one man of God. And then he was telling me about the fact that um, I was telling him that I need to buy a car and I need to build my house and I need to do this. But the way things are, I would like to take my time and do the car first. Then after that, I'll take my time and do the house. Then after that, I'll do something. Then he looked at my face and said that, are you saying that God cannot do all three at the same time? I said, what are you talking about? He said, you are talking as if you are God's father. I'm not not God's parent. I didn't give birth to him. I didn't create him. I had no hand in my arrival here. He has brought me here. He must take care of my my presence here. I I am not, I am not, I am not his father. My son has never thought of paying my bills before. My son doesn't think about a lot of these things. I think about them. So when it comes to God, why do you want to be the one thinking? Therefore, do not worry. Go to verse 32. I'm going to an end. Verse 32. For after all these things, the Gentiles, unbelievers, people who don't know the God that we serve, this is what they think about. People who don't trust in God, this is what they think about. People who don't believe in the God. People who don't believe in the God we serve. People who don't understand the relationship a father and a son must have. They are the people who think about this. After these things, the Gentiles seek. Immediately you begin to seek and worry after these things. You have become a Gentile. And that's why I'm sure sometimes God sits and looks at us and wonders, that are these people my children or they are Gentiles? Are they believers or unbelievers? Are they Christians or non-Christians? Do they believe in me or they don't? Because they are exhibiting Gentile characteristics. Gentile characteristics. They pray Gentile prayers. They cry Gentile cries. They speak Gentile speaking. They do everything like a Gentile. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. He knows it. He knows it. So instead of worrying, just tell him. Instead of worrying, just tell him. Why do you have to worry? Tell him that I know you know, but I'm just reminding you. Because he said, I heard. Whilst you spoke, I heard. So, so just speak. I know you know. And you said, I shouldn't worry. So I'm not worried, but I'm just reminding you that it's drawing close. It's drawing close. After all these things, the Gentiles, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. So he says that, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry about this, don't worry about that, don't worry about this, don't worry about that, don't worry about this, don't worry about this. Then verse 33 is the open secret. He says that don't worry about all these things. Then now he says that I am going to show you how your life must become better. By not worrying. I'm going to show you the secret to a life without worry. I'm going to show you the secret to a life without sweat. I'm going to show you the secret to a life without too many problems. I'm going to show you the secret to a life where you don't worry. 
Because all this while, you are thinking that, how can I not worry? I am a human being, I must worry. I am a human being, I'm a father, I must worry. I parent, I must worry. I pay school fees, I must worry. But he's saying that, don't worry. And I'm sitting down thinking to myself that, don't worry. You are in heaven. You say, I shouldn't worry. When my landlord is throwing me out of the house, Ibiugo comes stop him. You say, I shouldn't worry. So what should I do? Because we are human beings who are created to do. So what should I do? I shouldn't do worrying. But there's something that I want to do. So he, in his wisdom, says, But seek first. Let the worrying go, 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 go. The one that you must seek, number one, seek first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek that one first. Seek that one first. Seek that one first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek that one. Seek the kingdom. The kingdom and his righteousness. The kingdom and his righteousness. The kingdom and his righteousness. Seek that one first. Don't look for your worries and don't look for the things that you are looking for before you say that now I'm going to. You, you, have, turned the, you have turned it upside down. And most of us, we have turned it upside down. That is why we go through what we go through. That's why we hustle the way we hustle. That's why we struggle the way we struggle. And that's why we cry the tears that we shed. And that's why we worry the way we worry. Because it is a seek ye first situation. Not seek ye second. Or seek ye at a point. Or seek it eventually. Seek ye first. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. First. First. Stop seeking your boyfriend first. Put the seeking of the kingdom and his righteousness first. Stop seeking your job first. Stop seeking your business first. Stop seeking all these things first. We have changed the equation. We have messed up the, 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 the sequence. We have messed up the process. We have messed up the organized process that God has given us. He says that the first thing you do is seek my kingdom. Seek my kingdom. Seek my kingdom and my righteousness. Seek my kingdom and my righteousness. Once you do that, all these things that we have been talking about, that I said stop worrying about, stop worrying about, stop worrying about, you will not have to worry about it because they will be added. You don't have to go for them. It's an open secret. They will be added. Not that you will go and take it. They will be added. Clothing, it will be added. Food, it will be added. Water, it will be added. Whatever you are looking for, it will be added. All these things shall be added. It shall be added. It will not be something that you must fight for. It will not be something that you must look for. It's not something that we must crave for. It's not something that you must fight for. Let me give you a typical simple example. Your father says that if you give me an A in your school results, I will buy you a laptop. You don't work. You don't earn income. You don't have any way of getting income. The laptop is 5,000 Ghana cities. Which is easier? Studying to get the A so that the laptop comes 
or going to do Walantu Walansa and fighting all your life to raise money to buy the laptop when your A is sitting down. The A is very easy to get. You just, he's giving you the material to study. He's giving you the school. He's giving you teachers. He's bought books for you. He's bought everything for you. All he's saying is that read the book. When you finish, come and pour the results to me. Give me an A. The laptop, it is there already. I'll give it to you. You don't have to hustle for it. But what we have decided to do is that school no air did too much. Getting an A will be too difficult. So forget about the A. Let me see how I can find a way of getting the laptop. People are beating us. People are slapping us. People are insulting us. People are messing you up. All because you are looking for the laptop that should be looking for you. Your father says that just give me the A. The laptop will come chasing you. You say, I can't, I can't do the A. Meanwhile, the A is simpler than getting the laptop. The A is simpler than raising 5000 to get a laptop. At your age, you can't work. Nobody will employ you. At your qualification, nobody will employ you and give you even 200 Ghana cities. And your father says that, sit down. I'm giving you a teacher. I'm giving you internet. I'm giving you everything that you need so that you get an A. I, even, 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 even the getting of A, I am going to provide you help to get the A so that I would give you the laptop. It's just a principle. He knows that by your own strength, you cannot get the A. But he has made provision for you and he wants to teach you a principle that whatever it is that you are looking for, look up to me. Look up to me. Stop chasing the things and start chasing me. If you chase me, everything in this life is chasing me. So if you chase me, automatically they will chase you. They will chase you. Everything revolves around me. Everything, I am God from beginning to the end. Everything revolves around me. If you can chase me, the things will be in your system. You will just pick what you need. You will just pick what you need. But if you decide to go after the thing, the thing is with me. The thing is with me. Why are you going for it from somewhere else? The thing is with me. The thing is in my hand. Say, I'm going to look for it. When I find it, then I'll come and serve you. And the thing is with me. If, if you will just come and serve me, you will have it. You leave the house. You've left the house. You've left the house, Pastor Prosper. You've left your father's house. You have not been able to rent a house. So I'm going to look for money to rent a house. Your father says, this, this, is the, this is the place. If only you will be here, the rain will stop beating you. No, I'm looking for a place that the rain will not beat me. Then when I find it, I'll come and say hello to you. Are you normal? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. All these things that we are looking for shall be added. And I began to study a bit and I realized that seek ye first or seeking the kingdom of God is also means that serve God. Seek him means serve him. Seek him means bow to him. Seek him means honor him. Seek him means follow him. Seek him means become a servant of God. Become a servant of God. Become a servant of God. 
Become a servant of God. Stop being a servant of mormon or money and begin to seek God and become a servant of God. One of the things that you must desire to be known as is a servant of God. You must desire that position. Servant of God. Servant of God. Servant of God. I went to a place and they, they were asking me, what do I do? I should introduce myself. And the introduction, they were, the people had introduced themselves, big, 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 big titles. They were introduced themselves. When it got to me, they said, what do you do? I said, I'm a priest. They said, priest? I said, yes, I'm a priest. Is that all? I said, what else do you want? It's like, it's like, we have made it look like if you're a priest, there must be something else. Or priest is not honorable enough. Or priest is not powerful enough. I mean, how can you just be a priest? I'm a priest. No, there must be something. There must be, there must be, how can you? I'm a servant of God. It is the vision that you must have. It is the vision that you must have. It is the vision that you must have. And I'm not saying that leave your business, leave your job, leave your education, leave your school, leave whatever you are doing and come and serve God. No, you can serve God as a lawyer. You can serve God as a, you can be a servant of God as a businessman. You can be a servant of God as a lawyer. You can be a servant of God as a teacher. You can be a servant of God as a laborer. You can be a servant of God as anything you want to be, but add the service to God. You are a servant of God. You are a servant of God. You must yearn. You must desire. If there's a position in this life, in this world, in this Bible that you want to play, it must be servant of God. Because every great person in the Bible was called a servant of God. Next week, I'll go into it so that you see what I'm talking about. Every great person that you think about in the Bible, he's a servant and was called a servant of God. David was a servant of God. Moses was a servant of God. Abraham was a servant of God. Abraham was a rich man, but a servant of God. Moses, a servant of God. David, servant of God. They were were not pastors they were not priests they were not in the temple they were not pouring oil they were not burning incense but they were called servants of god servants of god servants of god why are you fighting against that title why are you fighting against being a servant of god why are you looking at servant i can't be a servant of god so this passage, especially the verse 33 that we are reading, carries a major mystery and key that many people overlook or ignore because it's just too simple to be true. It's too simple to be true. How does seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness make you prosperous? Lacking nothing. How is that possible? That you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and you have prospered. And, you, and, 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 and all these things shall be added unto you. You have clothing. You have food. You have shelter. You have everything that you look for. I want you to understand that seeking God and his righteousness, his kingdom, is just, in other words, serving God. Become a servant. Become a servant. Become a servant. I'm not saying stop everything you are doing. Continue whatever you are doing. But seek to become a servant of God. Seek for God to call you one of his servants. It must be your desire. It must be your heart cry. 
I, I see people, you give them opportunity to serve God. You give them opportunity to serve God and they tell that they are, they are too busy for, for that. They are too busy. When you are on your hospital bed, you will know that you cannot be too busy to serve God. Come and serve God. In addition to whatever you are doing. We, you know, we are very, very busy people. We, we don't have time for these things. We are not saying that stop what you have, whatever you are doing. We are not saying People are able to go to work Monday to Saturday, Sunday. They say we are resting. Hey. We are too busy. We are following our career. We are too busy. We are following our education. We are too busy. When God takes away your breath, where is the career? Where is the education? Where is the business? Where is the money? Servant. 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 So if, if you are doing your business or you are running your hospital as a doctor or you are a lawyer and then you are given the opportunity that have a fellowship, thank God that you can serve God at that level. When you are called that, come and be a chorister. Thank God that you can serve God at that level. When you are called, come and join the media team. Thank God that you can serve God at that level. Servant of God. Hey, you prefer to be a servant of a man than to be a servant of the most high God. I'm talking about seek first. Seek first. It's possible for anyone to become a servant of God, like I'm saying, in spite of your profession. But not everyone becomes. Because one, they, they are ignorant. They are ignorant. Lack of knowledge. I cannot combine. Oh. I cannot do this one and that one. When I look at the way you people are suffering, I cannot be part of it. Oh. When I look at the, the kind of... Hey, I am one of the most excited people in this world. I'm not suffering. Oh. This ministry, and even if I suffer for God, is worth it. It's great gain. Even if I'm suffering... And it is not for man, but it's for God. Do you know how many people are suffering for, for political leaders? Do you know the number of people who suffer for party politics? Do you know the number of people who are beaten? They are cut. They are, they are <laughs> for politics. Do you know the number of people who are killed for politics? Do you know the number of people who are suffering for the devil? So if I have to suffer for God, I think it's worth it. And the way, the way people insult people who are doing the things of God there. Me, I don't want to be part of it. Oh. Hey, I want to be insulted. Oh. Please, hey, insult me small. Because Jesus himself was insulted. Was spat upon. Was beaten. So if I'm going to serve him small and somebody will insult me small, oh, I feel that I'm, I'm getting closer to Jesus. Because they were insulting him. So if you insult me, like me too, when we go to heaven and he's talking about his insult, I say, Charlie, me too. <laughs> the way they insulted me, pa. But you, what are you going to say? That's for me, I avoided, I avoided the insult. Because oh. of ignorance, some people don't ever want to become. Some people is fear. I can't make that sacrifice. They're afraid. 
can I, how can I be a servant of God? That my enemies will be a lot. Your enemies are already a lot. <laughs> Stubbornness is for some. Prideful thinking. Uh, you know, these kind of things. I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm a lawyer. You know, I go to court and I deal with these issues and things. I, when I come, I don't, I don't have time for these things. Proud, ignorant person. Yeah, I'm a doctor, so I don't have time. Hey. Even Jesus, he had doctors in his team of disciples. Lawyers were there. Task collectors were there. You, wait till you see. Some people too, they are just careless. We don't care. What does it mean to serve God even? It means to seek his interest. I'm finishing. It means to seek his interest. Next week, I'll, ju- I'll jump into the message properly. Today, I'm just introducing. It's to seek his interest. Is to contribute to his work. Is to be useful or serviceable to him. And finally, is to be obedient to his wishes. Seek his interest, contribute to his work, be useful or serviceable to him, and then obey his wishes. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Next week, we'll be looking at some of the biblical personalities who lived according to this verse and their results so that you can understand the thing well. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come to me. Seek me first. I'll give you rest. Come to me. I'll give you rest. Come to me. I'll not let you hustle. Open me, chair, my own bread. What bread into Brahmin chain? We here into Brahmin chain. You can't take care of yourself, so come to me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Continue verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke. And learn from me. Take my yoke. Pastor Prosper, take my yoke. Take my yoke. And learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. You take my yoke and you find rest. Not that you avoid my yoke and rest. If you take my yoke, you will find rest. It's an open secret. If you take my yoke, you will find rest. It means that drop the thing that you are carrying. And come and save me. And you'll find rest. Verse 30. For my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. Tell somebody, my yoke is easy. It says, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Take my yoke. Drop yours and take mine. Because my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. God bless you. God bless you. And may he help you. In the name of Jesus. Amen.